the fourth trimester. It's the one that no one talks enough about. It starts when the baby's born and goes for about 12 weeks after. Welcome back to the Deliberate Day podcast. We are your hosts, Tiffany and Brittany, and we are so happy to be with you today. We're talking about how our lives change in such a huge way when we have a baby. And not just the first one, but every single new baby brings about a new transition into a new and unknown motherhood. New is defined by the Google as not existing before, made, introduced, discovered recently, or now for the first time. Or already existing, but seen, experienced, or acquired recently, or now for the first time. So unless you've had this exact pregnancy, delivery, and baby before, we are new moms each and every time we bring a new baby into the world. Not to mention bringing home baby number two, five, or eight to a home filled with one, four, or seven kids already makes this a brand new transition to a brand new motherhood. Our bodies have undergone immense change over the last few months, and most of us feel the longing to have our body back immediately. Our mind is flooded with new emotions, feelings, and thoughts, and often we're left alone to sift through them while caring for all of our people, especially if it's not our first baby. And that leads us to what we really want to share today. That moms aren't very well cared for in the fourth trimester. Yes, not by themselves, not by their caretakers, and not by the professionals. As a caveat now, that's not to say that no one is amazingly self-aware or has a wonderfully helpful husband or an amazing doctor or a whole team of caring, competent staff. But the reality is most mamas don't have these things after a baby. In fact, the care we often hear or receive sounds a bit like this. Just listen to your body. Let me know if you need anything. Rest when the baby rests. And while these are always well-meaning, I know because I've said some of them, they can feel overwhelming, confusing, very unhelpful, or even stressful. We were thinking a lot about what it would be like to go back and talk to ourselves in this stage. And we decided on two things. Number one, we really needed to work on keeping it short and simple. (laughs) Right. Short and sweet. And number two, that we were going to try and share three pieces of advice that we would go back and tell ourselves with our first baby or even multiple babies. So here we go, guys. All right, I'm going to start off. I would tell myself, don't go back to work so quickly, right? I always tried to get back to work when I was working with my first two kids, I found the most amazing, amazing daycare provider who would take kids at four weeks. My first baby was in daycare at four weeks. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yep, Hunter was in daycare right at four weeks because she would take him. And actually, honestly, for me, that was probably a good thing at that time in my life because I don't think I was really ready to be a full-time mom for so long. But my second baby, I actually went back to work with him at two weeks and started attending meetings and doing meeting notes with him in my lap. So Whoa. Mm-hmm. So I would tell myself and I would tell new moms, if it's possible, give yourself time. What would you tell yourself? Know thyself and communicate it. I think this is so important because oftentimes we don't even know what we need because we haven't paused to really consider what would be best for us. We all have different needs and emotions and things we're going through. And sometimes those change, well, no, a lot of times those change baby to baby. So taking a little bit of time to sit down and 
really think about where am I at right now? What are my needs? To be a little more self-aware and then to communicate that to the people in our families who are there with us. To communicate those needs to our husband in a loving and respectful way and not in a way that is attacking him for not providing for those needs that he doesn't even know about. Or getting upset with a mother-in-law or a mother who comes in and starts doing things the best way they know how because they're working with no data and information except for what they know. People come in and they work from their own love languages unless you communicate that in a different way. And there is definitely a way for us to communicate with people in a loving manner that helps people to come in and offer the best good, right? But there's also a lot of other ways that are not helpful. So take time to understand your needs. Take time to set reasonable expectations and to look at your expectations and see, do they need adjusting? Because a lot of times we're coming into things from a very emotional standpoint and we're making unrealistic expectations of ourselves and of others. So if you're finding yourself having a really hard time, take a step back and look at it from a bird's eye view and determine, are you being unreasonable? And is there a way that you can communicate better? And what are your needs that you actually want? Because if someone makes you a sandwich, but you really wanted pizza and you start crying over the sandwich, they have no idea what's wrong. You might not even know what's wrong. You might not even know why you're crying because someone made you a gorgeous sandwich. So stopping to consider why does this pizza feel so important to me? When I got a sandwich, you know, maybe it's that I'm actually looking for consistency or something that I know because everything feels out of control, right? We can really take a step back and start to look at these things with a different lens. And that can be so powerful to our healing. Preach. Yes. (laughs) Holy cow. Okay. So my next bit of advice that I would tell myself is that sleep affects everything. Everything. Amen. I will tell you it is scientifically proven. I could have told you after 15 years of not having any sleep that it is a true thing. It affects how you eat. It affects how you think. It affects absolutely everything. And that's why I would tell Mm -hmm. myself that and I would do everything I possibly could to get as much sleep as possible. I completely second this. I think that coping and processing is so much harder. Almost, it can feel near impossible to cope with anything when you're running on a lack of sleep. And with a brand new baby, that's just kind of a fact of life. You're going to be running on less sleep than normal. And so anywhere you can prioritize sleep, sleep affects everything. And if you're pregnant with your first right now, I'm sorry, I don't want to scare you, but you are going to experience a new level of not sleep (laughs) that you didn't even know existed. (laughs) That you didn't know you could actually cope and still be a human with. That is so true. So anytime you can nap, take the nap. Anytime you can sleep, sleep for Mm -hmm. goodness sakes, because it will affect everything. And if you're like me, you feel like you can't nap or rest because there are other priorities that are more important. But I think it's really important to note that rest is one of the core things that is super important and it's not earned by you being productive. It's actually something that you need in order to serve yourself, your baby, and your family. And that needs to be a priority and a to-do on the to-do list. Absolutely. And I don't remember where I heard this, but I remember repeating it to Brittany You are the asset, and you need to protect the asset. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, my next one is that healing deserves time. You deserve proper care and healing and time to allow it. 
you really get to meet this overwhelming change where it is and not pretend like it didn't happen or you're stronger than it. And for me, this really translated to my time after my first C-section and having a baby in the NICU. I had the C-section and less than 24 hours later, I got myself out of the hospital, literally hiked up a flight of stairs and then went back down the stairs and left for Pensacola with my husband. And he was like, you have to slow down. You have to take it easy. Like you're doing too much. And I was just, I just, I was like, no, I have to be stronger than this. Like this can't beat me. This can't get me down. And it was a very, very long road to healing. And I just felt worse and worse because it wasn't something I could beat. And it wasn't something that I could just push through and make better. And it was a very emotional trying time and I wish that I could just go back and just say it's okay to be broken right now it's okay not to be able to take a normal step it's okay to not be able to climb in a shower by yourself it's okay to not go up to the NICU because you're hurting so bad you can't get out of bed you know like healing takes time it deserves time and you deserve to give yourself proper care and healing and you deserve to give yourself time to heal, even when you have babies at home, you know, and and you can't pick them up and stuff and you want to get back to normal and you want to push through and just be like, I just want to forget this experience existed or that I, I wasn't strong enough to make this a better experience for myself. Whatever it is, like it really does deserve time and space and you are not any worse off because this happened. Well, and can I just say that any female who has grown a baby and then gone through all the trouble, however that happens, of getting that baby from her stomach into this world Mm -hmm. is B.A. Yes. Yes. There is no bar. You are a warrior, Mama. You are. I really believe that. Like, however that happens. So you have nothing to prove. No, you don't. To anyone. Brittany has seven kids. I have five kids. When you have brought a soul into this world Mm -hmm. from inside your body, like in any form or fashion, C-section, naturally, you want to dance that baby out. I don't know. I just learned that's a thing. But (laughs) you have nothing to prove. You have done amazing things. And like Brittany said, Mm -hmm. time. Give yourself the time. Yeah. Speaking to mamas who've miscarried also. Yes. You deserve time and healing and proper care for that as well. Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Okay, finally, if you've ever worked at a new job, you know it takes 12 months to learn that new job, right? Mm-hmm. Your baby, that's a new job. And it might take you 12 months to learn that new baby too. Yes. Because this one is not going to be like the last one. Mm-hmm. And if it's your first one, oh man, you've got a lot to learn. I know I did. Anyways. <laughs> Honestly, all the new babies that you bring home, it's a little bit different. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is It is always going to be different, and it is always going to take time. Just like it takes time to heal, it's going to take time to learn this new little human. Yes. Who has their own personality, their own likes, their own allergies, their own mm-hmm. needs, their own preferences. And babies are born with preferences. I don't care what yes, anyone they says. Are. They really are. Mm-hmm. So give yourself time and don't assume that the second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth is going to be like the first yes 
because they are all going to be or different. Or that they're all going to be so much easier. I will say I do think they are easier because you are changed. Yes. Not necessarily because the baby's easier. But expect that any new transition is going to bring a period of time where you have to find your groove again, you know? And I would almost say it's like being jet lagged. <laughs> you know, you go away on a trip and when you come back, you're jet lagged and you have to take time. Like sometimes the equal amount of time that you were gone takes you to get back into your groove. Yes. Same thing here with pregnancy. You know, you nine months, you were in transition mode and now it's going to take you nine months to 18 months to start getting back to where you want to be again and where you want to be could change yes that's a moving target oh yes it is which is a good thing yes it's a good beautiful thing because as moms we are constantly growing in all of these transitions and they're hard yes but mama you are becoming and I wouldn't take back anything that I've experienced Nothing, not even the really, really hard losses and stuff. I wouldn't take that back because how it encouraged me to grow into who I am today is a gift. Yeah. All right. What's the last thing you would tell yourself for the sake of today's podcast? Yes. So just because it's messy doesn't mean you're a mess. For those fellow mamas who are like me and you are striving for getting back into routine and you are pushing to just find normal again because when things get out of control, they they tend to be a lot more stressful and overwhelming. It's easy to look at the chaos and feel like that is because of you or that it has something to do with you lacking in something. And I just want to say there are things we can do. There are ways that we can kind of claim back that control that we might be vying for right now when everything feels like it's spiraling. You can start just by seeking order in small amounts. So you're looking at your day and you're saying, okay, what are the core pieces of my day? And you've heard me talk about this before. There are things in our day that anchor our day. Oftentimes that is meals. It can be nap times, sleeping and waking times. And you can also create other anchors to your day like reading to your kids at a certain time or something like that. And so you can start to bring in these anchors and start to have them ground your day and give you back little pieces of control. I'm going to give a shout out to the planner here because that is one of the things I used to get my day back. And I use it because it's a day planner. So every morning I would get up and I would set my intentions for the day. I would get clarity on what I wanted my to-dos to be. And I would do so in a way that didn't overwhelm me, just looking at a massive list of to-dos. And I would hit those anchors on the morning, afternoon, and evening because I would block my days out that way. And it was very helpful for me to see my day like that and to block everything out and then to give myself anchors that I was committed to achieving because I was already setting up myself for success first thing in the morning. You can shower every day. Little, little things like that make a huge difference on how you feel walking into every day. If you roll out of bed after your kids are screaming and crying and awake and your toddler is already snuck out of their bed and your new infant is crying to be nursed and you're in pajamas that have spit up on them because you were nursing through the night or you're not in any pajamas because heck you haven't done laundry whatever the case may be and someone's knocking at your door whatever it is like you're starting in massive chaos so if you start the day by waking up a little bit earlier or by just waking up even in the chaos and doing something for yourself like showering and just making yourself a priority in a small way, that can set the day in a whole different way. It can go from feeling like you are just a giant mess and you can't handle everything and everything is overwhelming to understanding that everything is a little bit messy right now, but you still have control over things and there is power in that. 
Amen. That's a great place to end. So let's do the takeaways. All right, so our takeaways are number one. Don't go back to work so quickly. Number two, know thyself and communicate it. Number three, sleep affects everything. Number four, healing deserves time. You deserve proper care and healing and time to allow it. Number five, just like a new job, a new baby will take 12 months to adjust to. And number six, just because it's messy doesn't mean you're a mess, mama. And if you know a postpartum mama, or if you are a postpartum mama, we have something for you. It's our best-selling resource, the Deliberate Day Planner. It's a 12-week printable planner that will ground and structure your day within the chaos of transition. It's going to remind you to choose yourself so you don't get lost in to-dos or other needs. In the planner, you'll find space to set your prayer intentions for the day, write the word or other daily inspirations, prioritize yourself in the midst of the needs and demands of others, set realistic daily goals or to-dos, and then focus on your priorities each day. Plan your morning, afternoon, and evening. Get a meal plan together. Celebrate a win. And finally, list your gratitudes so that you're making sure your heart is ending the day on a good note. And you can find a link to the planner right in these show notes on our website under shop or in our link tree on Instagram. And remember, you are doing beautiful work, Mama.